You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. We're in this incredible wow season. And it's an amazing thing that in the middle of miracles, often we get enamored with the miracle rather than the miracle maker. And I found myself in this season again, as I've done many times, just going, God, what is it that you're doing? We can see the evidence of something new in our central campus, of course, at North and down at South. You've experienced that moment when we built those buildings. But what are you preparing us for? Because God is always a God that takes a moment and creates miracles. And I feel like God is one of the things he's saying is you realize that his heart is torn because he loves humanity so much that even with all the wickedness that's going on in the world, he's again biding his time so people can get to discover his forgiveness. And it's kind of like, I want to stir you up today that uh, we don't just get used to what God is doing, but we're looking for the miracles. In fact, if you wanted a message title as is behind me, let's create a miracle moment. God didn't put you, He didn't put me on planet earth just to be here and live out the days and here we come to the end of another season, 2018. It'll go down in history for many things. My challenge to you as is to me is, I wonder how much of the miraculous power of God did I experience? If you've been at life for any length of time, you'll know we're not here just to tick the box of doing church. We don't want to be knowing, hey, we've got a great facility there in Albany or down in Monaco or in Mount Eden or over in Melbourne. No, 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 no. We're here to let people know that God can step in and God can bring his miracle power into our lives. And the great thing about God is God will do that. God will sovereignly at times step into your world and do something you never expected. But it took me years to realize that he also has entrusted me to create a miracle moment. That I can turn God's head towards me and see the power of God. You go to Hebrews 11 and there's a whole list that says, did you realize that by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain? By faith, Enoch, a man just like you, Achieve this by faith. Noah prepared an ark. By faith, get this, Abraham obeyed God. By faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, I love this, Moses passed through the Red Sea. I wrote under my musings around Hebrews 11, by faith, Paul Andrew de Jong did what? I suppose this morning I want to encourage you, each campus, I wonder at the end of your life with God, whether you will be on that list. Whether I'll be on that list that by faith I created a miracle moment. By faith I was a part of a team that saw God do something. That was so much more than the natural gift could ever achieve. And I believe that we are in a season and a time in history where God's saying, it doesn't take faith to put your 
but in church. You just have to rock up, but it takes faith to cause the miracle atmosphere of God to intersect your humanity. Come on, by faith, what could next year be? By faith, what could be the legacy that's attached to your time on earth? By faith, you can create an echo that's going to go throughout all of eternity. You are not, even though it's public opinion, a byproduct of two atoms colliding. You are not somebody that leads to live your life according to the wind that blows. You're a man, you're a woman created in the image of God that by faith can create a miraculous, God-centered moment. And I wonder what it is that takes or the requirement of creating a miracle moment. A couple of thoughts I want to give today. For me anyway, I believe that the miraculous, it germinates within a possibility focus. There is so much that the enemy will want to do to stop you from dreaming big dreams. Believing big things. Like people go, wow, look at what's happening here at life. And particularly in this season, what's happening here at Central. And I, I go, you know, the problem with the church often is we have belief for salvation, but little faith for future purpose. I'm happy that I'm saved. And God says, you weren't born just to be saved. You were born to begin to dream because you were created in my image, says God. You were created with the creativity to take you beyond the restriction of what you're facing. 27 years ago, Marie and I in Sydney, when we knew God was saying, come to New Zealand, it's like, what could it be? What could God do if we just stayed with it? In fact, we were driving back from Christmas box yesterday in, in Mount Wellington. There's a new building that I hadn't seen before, and the name of the company is Revision. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need every Christian to drive past this building. What's your vision? Come on, what are you really focusing on? Has the enemy been able to trap you by just looking back? Or allowing currently what's around you? And I, I want to challenge you, come on, as we go to the end of this year and a new year beginning, let's reset our focus and begin to have a possibility focus. What, what could God do in my life? What could God do in our marriage? Oh, I need to come down to South and Central's far too quiet. Come on, what could God do in our family? What could God do with what the enemy brought our way? What could God do? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What level of hope is in your heart right now? What level of expectation is there? It's like, wow, this is just amazing. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of, it's just spellbinding. Many people say, there's no words. And it's kind of like somebody said to me, they said to me, now, can you believe this? And to be honest, I, I'm in awe of what God is doing. But my response is, I saw it years ago. What are you seeing? Come on, that has heaven's miraculous mandate on it. Oh, well, it, it hasn't happened now. And but stop locating where you are now. Start locating into the future and go, God, I, I believe you've put me on planet earth to make a difference. Where I work, people are going to discover that God is real, that God is the life changer. And the foundation of our heart has always been 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, where it says, I has not seen an ear, 
is not heard. In other words, you're not going to get it naturally. Neither has it even entered into the heart of a person, a man, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And often said, we park there, but the next verse is very informative. It says, but God has revealed them. How has he revealed them to us through his spirit? For it is the spirit that searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Let's take time if we're going to create a miracle moment to focus possibility. Go, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're seeing? I'm going right now, God, you're blessing life. A lot of hard work's gone into this, but what's it for? Well, what are you wanting to do with this? Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of this world. In other words, we don't allow the thinking of what's happening around us, but the spirit whom is from God that we might know the things that are freely given to us from God. I suppose today, I wonder what you're seeing. Some of you have heard the prophecy by Michael Maiden some time ago when we were in this crucial decision point of, of buildings. And he said, Paul, this is what I see. I see a great vision. I, I see a beautiful building. It's not an auditorium, speaking of central. It was like a theater of the arts. I saw people lined up half a mile to get in. And the Lord said, he's not just building a building. He's building a cultural tool to reach the country. I see again people lined up to get in because the building itself is going to attract people. And then inside of the building, heaven is waiting to meet them. Now, this is somebody that doesn't come to life, doesn't even know what's happening at life. But he's got a possibility focus. I want to stir you. What's, what's your dream? Well, you know, I'm not dreaming much because I've been through so much. No, you have to protect your dream zone. I, I want to develop us as a church, people that have time to dream. It's like yesterday again uh, with Lily and Paul hitting up Christmas box to, to think yesterday across nine locations, we packed 21,000 Christmas boxes. Come on, God deserves a hand. The team deserves a hand. Like 21,000 families through 300 agencies are going to have somebody turn up and give them a meal. Somebody grabbed me. They said, oh, I got one of those Christmas boxes yesterday. I took it to a solo mum with three kids. Just dropped it in at their door yesterday afternoon because I know they're going through a hard time. She told me they had just been robbed. We turned up with a box. Somebody cares. I'm walking around Christmas box and you got to get this. It's like, thank you, God, for this. But where could this go? I'm sorry to say it. Well, I'm not sorry. I reckon we could do 100,000 boxes. Come on, is there 100,000 homes that need the God of Christmas to turn up in a tangible way and say, somebody cares? doesn't have to have our name on it, but some institution, organization is going to be mobilized to show that somebody cares. I think that's something that you go, well, how would that happen? Well, how would 20,000 happen? I wonder if we've lost the ability to create a miracle moment because we haven't stopped long enough to dream. I have in my spirit a time where governments will call on the church you say, yeah, but everything's going down the plug hole. I don't give a rip what's happening out there. 
Come on, let the church be represented for what we're for. And as we break through, it's kind of like, would, would you help us with that? Could you, man, you've done all of that on your own. Imagine what you could do if we could empower you to do more. And we go, we're up, we're in, we're ready to go. We're, we're there. We're, we're not just working for a salary. We're not just, come on, enjoying our hobby. We're there to bring a kingdom shift. But I want to challenge you. you. You are there. Yes, God will intersect your life with miracles. But you can create a miracle moment. But it's going to take the ability to have a possibility focus. It's, it's going to take the development of dream times. See, many of us are going, well, nothing ever changes because we don't stop long enough to believe for something. So next year, I hope it's better. It won't change. I wish something would happen. Well, if you don't see what could happen. It's getting quiet in here. I'm talking to everybody at life. I'm going, come on, let's protect our dream zones. Yeah, but it's not happening. Well, it often doesn't happen at the start. We're going to stay with that. I love what the, a writer and author of a devotional called Pocket Fuel wrote. Her name's Lizzie Milani. She said, sometimes you need to forget how you feel and remember who you are. Come on, as a Christian, you've got God on the inside of you. God says, get creative, start learning, start dreaming, start believing, watch a conversation. You're created in the image of a God that can do anything. You know, some Christians you get with, I want to get out of there. The environment's negative. Oh, we go through tough stuff. I'm not saying don't deal with the tough stuff, but bring your future to it. Begin to believe in it. Second thought about creating a miracle moment is to realize that the miraculous flows through pre-prepared people. <laughs> it's like, God, I want, I want my future to be better than what it is now. Would, would you do it on an older call? And God says, yeah, I'll come in on the older call and I'll surround you with my presence, but I'm going to have to change some things in you. You see, when you want more of God, you want the miracle invasion of heaven to touch our natural. Then God is looking to see whether you're a channel that's worthy of the miracle. Is the miracle going to add to you or destroy you? I look back now and go, I now get it. God, you took me out of New Zealand for 10 years into an incredible church in Sydney because you had to change my limited paradigm. You had to teach me things that I never thought I had to be taught. You let me cry on the carpet for four months when I couldn't get a job, crying out, God, you said come, and yet you didn't turn up and you didn't open it. You put me in situations where I said, God, I just want your will. And you didn't say anything. And the more desperate I got, the more silent you became. Why did you do that, God? Because I had to teach you, Paul. I had to prepare you. I can't come to every decision. If your heart is right, be a man. You don't have to ask me about what color you need to wear today. Come on, this could be a word for a whole lot of people. Why are you taking so long in the closet deciding what to wear? Come on, just make up your mind and stick it on. Now, this is the point. Come on, God's saying, I need to prepare you for the next level. Are you pre-prepared? So what are you doing here, God? Oh, you got to see something that you don't see. And then understand it's going to take you through a process of becoming ready for the next level. Let me put it another way. Tomorrow's faith stands on today's faithfulness. 
Oh, well, I want to differ in tomorrow. But you, you aren't going through the process of your today. It's kind of like we can look back on 27 years and go, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but think about the thousands of people that have worked in kids' ministry. Week in, week out. Come on. Oh, 21,000 Christmas hampers, boxes. It's amazing. Were you there at the beginning when we couldn't afford the boxes? Well, what did you do? We went around all the grocery shops and got all the banana boxes. And then we had a team wipe all those boxes out. And then we had another team find, uh, yes, last year's Christmas paper. And we wrapped them all up. And then we put a few supplies. And then we put a ribbon. And with our hearts, we gave them out. And right now, some of us are stuck. It's like, well, God, you can do anything, but it's not happening. And God says, but you're not taking the season you're in. Sometimes you just got to, by the sweat of your brow, just push yourself through. Make a way where there seems to be no way. Christians, spiritual Christians, I don't think they're spiritual, but sometimes they come up to me and they say, why aren't we seeing so much more? If God promises all of the supernatural stuff, why aren't we seeing so much more? My response these days is, because we haven't been faithful with less. See, if you can't be faithful in the now, be prepared in the now, why would God entrust you with more? Because your shoulders wouldn't have the capacity to carry them. You need to grow the strength of the fruit tree before the fruit is able to be sustained. And God is saying to many of us, come on, we're in this microcosm of church and God is preparing for something, I believe, that's going to affect the nation. And can I just say it? Look at Auckland's history. God has chosen certain vehicles and they stood for a while and then they fell over. And what did God have to do? He had to lift the mandate off them because they weren't ready. God is looking for channels like you and me that are prepared. Prepared to pay the cost. Prepared to walk the walk. Prepared to do whatever is needed to see the wonder of God. Come on, prepared to tell someone to pick up their flipping chewing gum. No, 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 no. Some of us don't create moments for the miraculous. Because we don't dream. Because we're not prepared to go through the faithful. Jesus taught this in Luke 16.10. He who is faithful and what is least is going to be the same one that is faithful in much. If you don't carry the preparation phase with your heart, you don't enter the next phase. Oh yeah, but if I had that, it would all be different. Israel had become so familiar with God that they were God's people that actually God looks at them one day and he says to them, you've become like the dross of silver. You're just in process. You're not in preparation for the next move. You're saved, but you're not encountering the miraculous. Verse 30 of Ezekiel 22, So I saw a man, said God, among the people who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me and on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it. I'm just looking for it, but I found no one. Let's not be fooled into thinking we don't have a role to play. Oh, if I just turn up in church. No, God doesn't want you just to turn up in church. 
That's an environment to equip you to go out and go through the preparation that God's asking of you, asking of me for the next season. As I said, today is preparation, it's not process. Maybe you're going through a tough time right now and it's not because of your own stupidity. It may even not be just the plan of the enemy, it's preparation that God's allowing you to go through. God will step back at times and there'll be pain in those times and you wonder, but God's looking to see whether he can trust you, whether you're a pre-prepared channel. In fact, if you read the account in 1 Samuel 13, you'll find that Saul had been king for 40 years of Israel. And yet Samuel, the prophet, comes to Saul and he says, you've done foolishly, King Saul. You've been here for 40 years, but you have not kept the commandment of the Lord, which God commanded you, and the Lord, had you kept that, would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Don't tell me that it's all pre-planned, that God is not looking at our response, and that determines his response. But now your kingdom, says God, will not, con- or Samuel said to Paul, a Saul shall not continue. For the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people. And we find that the new king was David, and David was selected because he had a heart after God. And he was prepared to do all that he was commanded to do. And I am learning more and more that God is looking for a channel. And there's a real difference between being gifted and chosen. Let me say it again. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I think what God is doing is because God has graced us, but God has also chosen us. It's a humbling thing. It's not because we're perfect, but God is looking and saying, because you've seen what I see. Because you'll go through the preparation and do whatever it takes. You'll say yes, and you'll live that out. And a lot of Christians get hung up, and I don't know what God wants me to do. Do you know that most of us are called to be part of a corporate vision? Very few people are selected for an individualistic vision. You need a grace for that. People go out and do their own thing, but it comes to very little kingdom fruit. But I believe that God is raising up true apostolic, not perfect, but apostolic ministries that many people are called collectively. Are you getting this? If you're down at South, you're there collectively, North, here at Central, to do something for the purposes of God. And it comes under that sense of God's purpose. I also have discovered that chosen people have heaven's horsepower. (laughs) And over the period of time, you see the fruit of what God is doing. And, you know, I hate this control thing or people over-promoting themselves. But I am saying, you create a miraculous moment when you have a kingdom vision that you hold on to and you go through the preparation that's needed and you know I'm all for altar calls but an altar call for me is a time where God prepares you for what you need to do hear me you got to take responsibility if it's not working take responsibility get prepared for the next level and get to a place where God can literally use you at a higher level you getting something out of this it's the challenge of that. Thirdly, the miraculous requires active obedience. And I think this is possibly the most challenging of all three. To have a vision is one thing where the Holy Spirit directs us and then to go through the preparation, but God is looking for obedience and obedience is not an easy thing. Uh, Next Sunday, I want to talk on walking wet. I'm going to use the story of Peter and 
Peter walks on the water. Did you realize that water was never created to be walked on? And yet we say, you fail. No, you can't live a life of faith and not get wet. You can't actually entertain what God can bring to you miraculously unless you get beyond the boat of your security. All right, now I'm already preaching next week's message. So do you want to be part of the 11 that stayed? So less than 10% are going to get out of the security rather than move into obedience. And therefore, more than 90% of the church is not seeing the miracle power of God. And I believe that God's wanting to change it. You don't have to be what I am, don't have to do what somebody else does. You've got to be obedient to what God gives you to do. And that power of obedience is what moves God. When Marie and I contemplated 1991, the beginning of the year, to leave Sydney and the church and the security of that boat, everything was against us. The only thing we had was God said, I want you to do it. We said, yep. I wonder if you've been yes to the obedience, with obedience to the things God's asked you. Oh, well, I just didn't want to do that. I forgot about that. God says, no, until you come back to obedience, will you attract the miraculous? So we're sitting in Sydney contemplating what God's asking. Verse 20, verse 1 of Deuteronomy 28, it shall come to pass, God spoke to Marie and I, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, that you observe carefully to obey all His commandments, which you are commanded with today, the Lord your God will eventually set you high above all nations and all the blessings shall come upon you, overtake you because you obeyed the voice of the Lord. You can be in a house of obedience but not be obedient. I think God's going to take many of us back to a place where He asked us to do something. But we just brushed it aside because of circumstances. And God wants us to bring it back into focus so that we can unlock the miraculous power of God. You're getting something? See, an unqualified yes when it comes to the purpose of God attracts supernatural intervention. God's asking us to say yes. Down at South, He's asking us to say yes. Yes to Him. Can you imagine? Come on, I need the keys. Jesus is preaching a message that there's a supernatural Father that can change every human situation. He preached about the miracle power of heaven touching the restraints and the loss of earth. And so a dad brings his blind boy. And he says, Jesus, I've heard you. Would you heal him? Jesus looks at the boy. But he sees beyond the need of the miracle. He sees what's needed in them. So he says, I want you to take him. Put mud on his eyes. Why do we need mud? If you can do it, then just do it. Somebody comes with a withered arm from birth. I hear, I hear that you're the miracle worker. Yes. Would you heal my withered arm? Stretch it out. I could never do that. 
I've never been able to do that since my birth. People have laughed at me at school. I've wanted to be a great sports player, but I stretch it out, but I can't. Would you heal me? I've been here at the gate for 38 years. Every year the water stirs and people get healed, but I can't get in. Jesus, would you, would you bring your miracle to me? Rise. 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 Take up your bed and walk. You don't understand, flipping Jesus. I'm here because I can't. Rise. Church, your life, my life can't change until we get obedient. How, how would the church ever become the center of society again? Through obedience. Vision, preparation, and obedience. Come on, look at me. You don't have to live like you're living. You can create a miraculous moment, but you're going to have to rise. I've seen our team carrying the burden of central. It's like to the edge and over the edge. Faithful people. We, we were the ones that drove most of it. Now we've got a whole team and they're exhausted. And night after night, we're trying to find an answer to solutions which have no solution. And people are going. And where I can, I look at them. I go, it's part of the preparation. Because when you get to the end of yourself and you're faithful, you're ready for the next level. Forget about it. Whether you love it or don't like it, you won't get the next level in an altar call. You'll get the preparation or the empowerment to get prepared to be obedient. I wonder who's going to join the team. I wonder who's going to be found on the list. I say to the team, you know, struggles release hidden strength. Your obedience is where the challenges you face, they prepare ordinary people for extraordinary destinies. By faith, Abraham obeyed, Hebrews 11, when he was called to go out to the place that he would receive as an inheritance by faith. He saw it. He went through the preparation for it. And he was obedient to it. I wonder if we're going to be on that Hebrews 11 list. By faith, they created miracles. By faith, their marriage turned around. By faith, their school come to know that there was a God. By faith, buildings were erected in the community to say that God's kingdom has value. By faith, miracles were brought to earth. I hope you get this this morning. God is looking for a man. He's looking for a woman. He's looking for somebody he can choose. And there are certain choosings that God makes that releases supernatural power. But again, we've got a dream. We need to go through the prayer. If you're in a pre preparation zone, let me encourage you. It's worth it. Oh yeah, it's tough. Yeah, join the club. Come on, you can't be a winner unless you Went all the way through the tough stuff. 
Just keep fighting for it. What's the dream for? Is it building the kingdom? Is it God breathed? You've got to go through the preparation for the next level. And I look at what God's doing at life, north, south, central Melbourne. And I go, God, what are you doing? And God's beginning to show us that one day, come on, his name will be glorified. Because collectively, we're going to pay whatever price to get ready. And we're going to stay obedient. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.